Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now is the time to get down. Everybody, good morning, everyone. Let me verify that we have that Facebook connection. You know, sometimes you have to verify the yeah. connection. That's what we say. We verify 
And uh, I see that everything seems to be working, even I can't get my live stream to record, but you know, whatever. You know, it's Monday, you guys. Windows updates still continuing. So that's one of the things. And the other thing that's really big today is the solar eclipse. They're supposed to be showing something. This is the uh, raw feed, but it's no solar eclipse show. They say it's the solar eclipse raw feed. So we're showing it. But it's the solar eclipse 2017. Yes, sir. Dick and I were talking about <laughs> what should we do? How do we how do we cover it? You don't. <laughs> you don't. You know what? I'm not trying to say it's not important. I'm just saying. Are we going to run outside, get our Superman glasses on, look for two and a half minutes, come back in and tell everybody? Well, you can go online and just watch it gradually with the automatic filters the big boys do it. Then claim victory that you actually are typed and, and, and piped in there. And then you can give them that chat and says, look what I brought you. So I'm going to go outside. Well, I'm going to try to pull it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with Vic. I'm like with Vic, but I've been trying to have. We, okay, this is what this is. Doesn't it say solar eclipse, you guys? Is it just me? It's already started. It says solar eclipse 2017, NASA eclipse views, raw feed. Yeah. But it's giving us all this Expedition 37 stuff. Right. So I don't get it. They're, 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 the, the eclipse is underway, you guys, already. It's already halfway. You know, the sun has already been covered from the north west to the southeast that's where it's heading it's already like is that supposed to be the view there yeah okay so it's already halfway three quarters depending on where you're at we're in cloudy kind of partial la don't go look like they said you won't feel anything the, the day of it says but the next day don't look at it even through the clouds don't try to look at it the clouds you'll feel pain no, you'll burn you'll burn Yes. You get a burn. It's too intense. Uh, we protect our homes oh, from the outside. See that, see that dog is is already burned. I'm trying to get y'all some eclipse. <laughs> Dude, it's some like, eclipse views. But anyway, so welcome to Morning Coffee. Uh, we'll see what we can do to get you some eclipse views. I know that you're interested, like we're interested. Even though, okay, here it is. Here's something. Here's yeah. something. Yeah. See, it's already. There's a pathway where they're going to get the total eclipse and see the stars in the daytime. We're not going to get that. We'll get a little under, not even three quarters. So we'll just get what we call a hazy day. <laughs> you got it from Science Man Vic. Because, you know, I don't know. I don't understand it. He does one of those classes I didn't take. Undergrad. Astrology. Seems like all the athletes are in that class. Right. That way you could, you could ask the simple question. What's your sign? That's all you had to ask. What's your sign? <laughs> Wow. So anyway, that's the big thing today. And so you can take a look. And uh, thank you for joining us here at Morning Coffee. We had to preempt a little bit the regular stuff just to, just to show you and share this with you. You know, Vic, a lot of people are attributing the eclipse to a lot of paranormal kind of phenomena. I'm one of them. Okay. Because I got a friend of mine. She told me she didn't want to go outside. I said, what's that guy? You can't go outside. What's going outside got to do with it? She said, I'm not going outside. I'm, I'm not going outside. I'm telling you right now, if there's anything different about your behavior today, it's all already paranormal. And it's not even in the mist. It's so just, we can act a damn we fool and right, blame it on the eclipse. Absolutely right now. This is where you go 
You know what they hormones even, just raging, just women. Ah, and, and, and the corporations are already taking full advantage of this, saying the partial or full will affect energy and a lot of conveniences. You know what that means, Mario? Bills are about to come with the extra cost attached. Maybe a month or two down the road, you'll get the eclipse tax. So I just want y'all to know, y'all about to get some charge off because of the solar eclipse. Well, I hope your electric bill go down. So welcome, everybody, like I said. So I'll keep an eye on that. Uh, just some announcements. want to thank everybody for who are, who've been joining up at the website, TV. Thank you for coming and joining. Our membership has been increasing steadily. And now we're well over 3,500 uh, members, Vic. That's right. Of our neo-urban yeah. community. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, I want to remind everyone, too, we've upgraded the music archives. You can go there and get some music at our website. Go to the music archives and also the new photo album archives. Uh, update for the week. Tomorrow night, Quiet Storm, 8 p.m. That's the hot, hottest DJ interactive show. It's going to be hot August nights tomorrow, you guys. If you have requests, remember, you can just make a request of you know of an artist or a band and send that over to me or put it in the chat room and then we will try to make that find that for you tomorrow night at the quiet storm which is not streamed live to facebook like we do this show because of the copyright reasons of the music we play but you can come to packstereo.tv and watch it so remember tomorrow night at 8 p.m hot august nights Wednesday night, Vic, right? Movers yes. and Shakers. Yes, we do. Sonia Sebastian. Yes, we have. Yes, she's one of the glo- one of the judges from the No Strings Attached uh, Entertainment Awards for Independent Filmmakers. Absolutely, and a film producer and director. So uh, a nice little. She's more than hot. More than just eye candy. Yeah. See, you notice we're keeping it in the line where it's appropriate. She's like, more than hot. More than hot. So right. be there Wednesday night. That's 8 o'clock, right? 8 p.m. Special show, Movers and Shakers, where we bring to you people who are doing things, making things happen all over the country and in the world. Hey, so Vic. Yeah. Where's Miko? She's down there. At, she's down she's there. Back she, no, no. She's in Atlanta. She'll come back tomorrow. But she's right in the line where they get to see the full eclipse. She's right there in the backyard of it. So Miko's in Atlanta. She's, she's got a yeah. bunch of video stuff happening. Go to her Facebook page. Yeah. Miko Williams. Just put it in the search at Facebook. M-E-K-O Williams. And go to her Facebook page. And she's posting a bunch of videos. Yeah. Yep. So. All day, man. You know. All right. And I want to thank all the people who have been weighing in on the wonderful subject of my mustache. Believe it or not, Vic, I've been getting comments and you know, people weigh in. I know I belong to you. Shelly Shell and other folks. What's the They've been weighing in. What's other the folks on my mustache. And now I was encouraged to let the mustache come down and grow into the little goatee thing. So that's what I'm doing now. I'm letting it grow down into the little goatee thing. And what can I say? I, what's more important? They want to hear the percentage. You know, it's not uh, reports are not good until you can authenticate what you're getting. It's fifty eight percent, yes. You know, thirty two percent, no. Come on, more. It gives the truth, man. Because the, the brothers don't care. The brothers don't care. It's the women. women, women. But you know what? I'm glad I'm finally getting. I'm, get, I'm getting a bunch of 
female postings, I'm, and I'm loving it. Thank you. But I've never had that, and it's the kind of attention that makes a brother feel good. I can't have to admit it's distracting. It's <laughs> a good distraction? Is it a good distraction? Oh, you guys, today today is going to be wild. I mean, we got a bunch of stuff um, on today's show. I can tell you, on the news today, I'm going to be talking about the evolving Trump-Bannon relationship and what you can expect uh, in regards to that relationship, okay? Right. Very interesting what went down. I have some points that I want to make on that. And then second of all, the second thing I wanted to discuss is what we should do with the Confederate monuments. And then I'm going to round, round out with an editorial called What Happens When a 61-Year-Old Black Man Experience, Experiences Progress. No comment. <laughs> That's part of the news section, the good news, the bad news, and the other shit, which will be coming up a little bit later in the show. Also, Victor Allen's new to sports, Beast Mode, Raider, Marshawn Lynch, since during the National Anthem, Vic. Yep. Hey, look. Nobody's saying anything. And, and it's not just Marshawn, man. We're talking about people. Are, there's a swell happening here where all of a sudden, like I said, you got to be careful of social media and media when they frame stories a lot of times. A softer, kinder, gentler community this year. Some of you sons of bitches want to talk and shit the way you were doing last year. Oh, excuse me for saying the language that I did. Now say quiet and gentler because it takes change from people who are not just booming in the mic. And I'm one of those booming in the mic. I'm sorry. Now, hot picks, hot picks. You know, I always say this. When you go watch the guys, guys tend to formulate that intelligence like they're lawyering up. Women, anchors, and reporters, they got so much going on in this men's world that they actually have to kind of stimulate a new vision for some of us slow folks, the old cats in the old room. So we're going to recognize the anchors and reporters that's of color. Hot picks. Hot picks of color, man. Hot picks of color. That's oh, yeah. the... All day. What did you could tell me here? I had unbelievably intelligent yes. and stunning ladies of color. Anchor and report the news. That's hot picks today. Yes, sir. Wow, you guys. Okay, other up, up. You know, I'm trying to go to Facebook and make announcements about things that have been going on Facebook. Uh, one of the things that got some discussion was I put up a piece about Jerry Lewis because, and and I, really, I want to say something about my community of Facebook. I have a wonderful community, and one of the things that we have tried hard to do is at accepting people with having some degree of flaw. And that's the current discussion. I put We lost Jerry Lewis to a lot of us, a man who had really affected us. In recent years, had made public statements that were very disappointing, to say the least. So I just put up a couple things. I couldn't bring myself to do like a full-on attack because I didn't feel that way. And that was the controversy, Vic. See, this is the controversy I keep raising. What do we do with people that we love or admire, say bigoted, racist, homophobic, anti-Semitic, what do we do? We tend to give them a pass. Is that okay? I'm not saying it's okay. I'm saying it's part of human nature. Sometimes you have to deal with your mother, your father being a bigot. <laughs> what do you do? Or a homophobe? We don't, we don't throw them out, right? When, when, when grandma says, those girls gays. <laughs> hey, let me ask you this. Can you attribute the time that he said it? Was it earlier in his career, later in his career? 
plus 65. Well, I put, I put a piece up, and I said it wasn't really an incriminating piece, but I put up an interview from him from, from way back. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it wasn't anything really provocative, but he got a chance to talk about what he was doing and how he was relating to black folks and some of the people he interacted with, including Sammy Davis. Uh, and so, you know, you can read it and get that opinion. Then I also put a piece of late when he was older. Uh, right. And they're different kinds of pieces. So, but my, but again, I guess that is the point. So I, because there, there's a bunch of points, and we're not going to agree on this. I guess my point is not to forgive things, but to recognize that within all of us, even in our heroes, we're going to find some things we don't like. The question becomes, what do we do about that? And are we consistent? I suggest that we're not consistent. Right. <laughs> that we give people that we love or admire a pass. And since we all do that, right? We all do that. Everybody does that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, what does it mean? Or is it okay? Or is there a process to this? Anyway, I want to thank Cindy Gutschlag, my coworker from uh, Kaiser, who really put loving things about going moving forward with a Christian ethic in a loving kind of a way. So I don't know, Vic. Do we forgive? What do we do? Well, I tell you what, I, I'll do, I'll do the same as I would do with anyone. Say it's a grocery checker. Let's say it's a cab driver. Let's say somebody with the, uh, a different type of job and career, and they said the same things. Do we weigh the success in film and industry first to have a priority because he raised two billion dollars in the Jerry Lewis tele, uh, telethon, and because that outweighs it? So the more money you raise, the more power. One of the things Cindy brought up was that, does that change it? So do we attack those who don't have that magic touch of empowering areas where a lot of people are going to reap the benefits? I say you could do both. I think you could praise him for his accomplishments career, but you can also give him the same treatment as any individual because you're not, to me, born to wait to see how much money you're going to raise. You're born here because you have a conscience. And don't let the money fool you. Most people who gain a lot of power and money feel that they can get away with a lot more than the simple everyday average individual. So for me, I think you could do it two ways. Complex issue. For me, I'm definitely not trying to draw a hard line on this because it's one of those issues that leaves me befuddled. (laughs) And I float because I recognize in myself, you know, we all got some bigots we love. Yeah. Yeah. All of us. At your Thanksgiving yeah. table, there's yeah. going to be that weird aunt or uncle, your oh, mom, Paul. Oh, yeah. No, look, Jerry, number one comedian as a kid growing up for me. I will, that, that I won't, I won't, I will not let that go yeah, in lieu of that. Okay, okay. But as a man, there's a different, different, I'm not letting that get in the way. I will still because go that's watch. It's hard to let go of that because right. we I'm love not, Jerry Lewis so much. I'm not going to let that go. But as to a man, Oh, he gets the same treatment as anybody else walking down the street far as I'm concerned. Yeah, so you were like, okay, so flip, I, it's not supposed to be a thing where we have a hard line, I guess. Everybody can have their own choices. I don't think I have the rule for others to go by. I'm going by the rule I go by, where I go. So when people want to have the voice and, and want to speak up, is it just as important? Or is it about how much money you raise? And then how successful you are in a specific industry. And I'm going, oh, when you're going to do that, well, we got to start going rolling back and pulling out a lot of names. We we could do this as a regular segment. 
on both sides of the aisle, black, white, and in between. There's a whole bunch of people that can fit in that uh, bowl of soup. Well, that's just the morning segment. Remember, <laughs> and at, we're going to have the news coming up, but I had to put that in because there's so much discussion about that. Mm-hmm. I had to put that into the monologue so everybody out there, come back, stay, stay here for the news where we're going to be getting into some heavy stuff today. But just again, just examining that. Yeah. Well, there you go. The raw. Take a look. I got the raw feed. They they telling you what? Uh, oh, is that California in the bottom left hand corner? Madras, Oregon. Okay. There you go. So no. that's the raw. That's that's the eclipse. We can't see shit here. No, no, it's sunshine. Sunshine <laughs> outside, man. So, but uh, we know the eclipse is out there. Now, don't do anything stupid. <laughs> said, don't go out there looking. I know some of y'all are going to end up in ER. Oh, you know there They got to probably put some extra staff on today. Oh, man. Because, you know, it's going to be all the folks. Super coming. extra. You know, here they come with the eye. With the right. All the ophthalmologists. Right. They're all on call right now. Done. They do get anything because they know they might have to run today. Done deal. So the eclipse. All right, you guys. That's part one of our show today. Remember, we do separate the shows out into different segments. Part one being the monologue, part two being the news, part three being the sports, and part four being the hot picks. It's going to be a wonderful day. Hey, I did, I've did. i updated the latest slideshow animation. Why don't you all take a look at that, and we'll be right back. Here's the hot picks of the week, slideshow animation. I get to do it every week, where I take the photographic talents of Victor Allen and make it into an animated slideshow featuring music that's entirely free to you. Take a listen. We'll be right back. That's the eclipse. That's, that's the, see, that's the moon going in circles. It's coming. <laughs> This slow internet connection. No, that tells you it's updates, man. It's slow. Yeah. 
Piece of the Week slideshow animation. Nico's coming back. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. So um, that's it for part one. We have to do that transition to part two, and that's where I give myself. I give myself 60 seconds to affect that transition. Are you guys ready to go with me? <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. Facebook people, remember, you're going to have to refresh uh, your page. So be ready to do that as we go and shift. We're going to stop that broadcast. Go to the metadata. Establishing that Facebook connection. All right. Welcome to segment two, part two of the morning coffee. Live AM reality talk and everything else. Uh, Big, I'm confirming that Facebook connection. They look there. I'm seeing them. Yep. So welcome to all the Facebook folks. Welcome to all the folks who are tuning in around the world of Pakistan TV. Your neo-urban internet television station brought to you by Pakistan TV. And I saw effort at citizen journalism. Mm-hmm. So here we are. So it's one of those days. Well, you ready? Where's my visual aids? <laughs> I feel like I'm just being rookified. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time. Time for the good news, the bad news, and the other shit. Yeah. Uh. Welcome, everybody, to the good news, the bad news, the other shit. And it's gotten to be that I do a weekly Trump disaster update, and it's just been happening so fast. So many things since the last time we were with you. And no need to re-report about the tragedy of Charlottesville, okay? And then the president's very weak stance on that. That's been the news ever since. He's trying desperately to shift it away from that, but the news ever since has been Charlottesville. The president's response, and then the responses, especially those from the GOP, to the president's weak response. Uh, the other big news, and, and the news that we wanted to actually focus on on this beginning segment, is the now evolving Trump-Bannon relationship, now that Steve Bannon is no longer part of the cabinet. So he's left, and he went right back. 
stories that I w- w- was hearing was that he had met with, uh, I believe it's Robert Mercer, Mr. Mercer of the Mercers, uh, one of the Mercers, who was one of the, who was actually one of the the biggest contributor to the Trump campaign. Mm-hmm. Also funds Breitbart, right. do other things. So he met with him, you know, a couple weeks ago. And that even he had met with Donald Trump, too. Right. So that all this was planned. Steve Bannon was leaving. The question was what to do. Now, why he was leaving, that's the part that's up for you to speculate. One of the things I will note was that so far the key things to watch are, one, he's one of the few people, maybe the only person so far. No, the second. The first was one of the Russians who actually criticized Trump, calling him, you know, citing his inability to get anything done. Mm-hmm. But this is the first time I've seen someone actually comment on the president in a way where he didn't seem to come back at it. He, he kind of went against him on North Korea, and then he also said the presidency as we know it is over. Mm-hmm. They had the... Uh, one of the head of the bright, one of the head Breitbart guys, I can't remember exactly which word exact title was, but he was on too. Yeah, and he said when when asked what how, what was Breitbart's position on dealing with the president, were they going to attack the president or go to war with the president? He said, "Well, it depends what the president does." Mm. So so far, those are a fair a fair amount of threatening. At least you get the hint that one, they're not, they're certainly willing to criticize the president, even though the stated goal of Bannon has been that he's going to go at people who are getting in the way of the president, president's agenda, which for the most part means other parts, other members of the cabinet. You mean he's going to do what he wasn't already doing already? Got it. You know what? I he's like going to let it go. He's going to let it go, right? He's going to do more of it <laughs> right. and go to war. I thought it was already war. Right, well, you know, when he said, Bannon the Barbarian. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait a minute. I think you're going to get to watch this one. This is going to be incredible because, go on, because it's crazy. I'm going to use a relative when I get into my sports. I want to use it now because it's the idea that I'm going like this. Was, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. So nobody had an idea that Bannon was coming up here to go. He had two choices. Conform to the existing political platform and and philosophy. Not doing. not doing. So he puts him in there and says, okay, you know I'm going to shake up the world. I'm not here to shake up the world to do it your way, but now more people know me more than they ever did before. Well, who, right. We, who and knew so, him before? Yeah. Not, who knew of him before? He's become famous, they, which is right, what he wants. Right. I, I told people, even though this is unfortunate, I tell people, you have to watch your enemies close. I always say that. So on the day that this whole thing down with Trump and Bannon, even the thing with Charlottesville, that was a great time to go watch Fox Television and read Breitbart News. Right. In other words, on the day Bannon, you know, quit, left, whatever you want to call it. Right. Because it certainly doesn't appear to be a firing. True. No matter what they say, that's that because especially listening to the conversation afterward. Right. So whatever it was after that, I wouldn't watched. And read Breitbart. 
right. to see just what their spin was. And I watched a lot of Fox television. Mm-hmm. That was a day you could really watch Fox because mm-hmm. it was not going to bother your stomach. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to eat the crow right. all day long. Whatever you so if you want to, I know it's hard, but if you just want to enjoy on the days where something goes bad, that's for the president. That's when you go watch Fox because. First, they try to make excuses for him, but as it gets more and more lame, they're unable to. Right. So you get to watch them struggle with that, right. which is hilarious to me. I'm sorry. I don't get a lot of time. I can actually chuckle to myself with the news. But there you go, man. That would be one. So. I think it's, I think it's just, look, I just, I think it's one of those things where they go, what we tell you guys is what one thing, but what's been going on in this movement has been a matter of a power play. The relationships are always ongoing. They always have been. What you have is those factions in inside that group. That that group called the Republican base is going, you know, we're old cats. We're not changing. <laughs> so what you doing? It's simple talk. You're not going with the flow? Okay. There's a problem. And I said, he won. He already got in. Platform is louder than ever before. That whole platform, what you see now, I said, he gave rise. I said, before this, everybody was undercover, right? Not too well, many slingers. Who had ever heard of Breitbart? Yeah. So now, who had ever heard of Steve Bannon? Who had ever heard of Breitbart? Right. You know, unless you were watchdogging close and very pro-political. Now, all of a sudden, that's what I love about social media. You know, Mar, you know this. is greatest reality show of all time. There we have it. Here we go. Here we have it. Okay. So what should we do with these Confederate monuments? And, you know, you have to think about the value of monuments and what they do. Of of note, I watched a bunch of shows in the last few days, and one of the shows I found particularly interesting was to look at what Germany did. Because the Germans essentially had a horrible reputation internationally for genocide. Right. Even though we've had other genocidal occurrences, it looks like genocide is something, unfortunately, that happens. Right. And so some are not known. We talked, we just learning. I didn't, I had never learned about the Armenian genocide. Okay. These are, well, that's one of the ones I'm talking about we had never discussed. Right. Uh, so... I looked at what Germany did on the shows because Germany has a lot to deal with and what they did because there are no monuments left around to Hitler. Mm-mm. See, this is where I go. Go look. Let's go look around the world. So they toppled Saddam Hussein. They tore that monument down. Right. But you don't find Nazi monuments anywhere with someone saying, oh, that's the old history. True. So that doesn't happen. That's part of the whole thing to recognize this whole monuments thing is like about what it's always been about. These were things that were built to remind black people to stay in their place. Right. And where they fit into society. That's what it was. Everybody knew it. Come on. The people who trying to oh no, it's our history. Bullshit. It was done to tell when black folks were it was a backlash, just like some of this is a backlash to Obama. It was a backlash to the Civil War and black yeah. folks having more power during the Reconstruction time. Absolutely. And then that's when lynching went crazy. So most of these things were built in a time when they were lynching black people and they were making monuments 
to remind black people that they were inferior, that they were second-class citizens, right. and to stay in their place. That's what most of these, these are monuments to white nationalism, white supremacy. Right. So when you go look at what's said on a bunch of them, so what should happen to them, to me? Because I don't believe you destroy them. I do believe you put them in a museum. Maybe you have a park of old racist statues, and at the beginning you have a big old plaque explaining the history of racism in the United States, and you have a big open park, you put the monuments, okay. and the guides explain the racist policy. All of a sudden, it has a different meaning, because even when it comes to Nazi Germany, I almost think it's better to have those monuments somewhere, yeah. even though they forbid any. Right. They are heavy, they are hard on any swastika, Nazi, yeah. any of that. They're one of the hardest in terms of what they do and their, you know, their their laws. <laughs> so interesting to look at if you want something to look at. Go take a look at what Germany did. But I do agree with the history part of it because I don't want to wipe it away. I want to be able to remind it, and I want to actually be able to throw it in the faces of certain people. I'm sorry, just as a reminder. Look at this. Wake up. You know, so take a look. So I do believe in having a museum, and that they should move them. But they can't be in places where they stand as a testimony. And I'll go as far as saying any monument that was erected as a hateful exercise to remind black people of a second class, a state of second class citizenship, right. I don't think all those should be removed. All of them. The uh, problem is they're yeah. getting defaced anyway because people are painting them and, right. and doing all kinds of stuff. And then that's hurting people's feelings because they, you know, they're, they're, they're doing all that. So that's why I posted this picture. Well, you know, good thing about it is, is everybody's, a lot of people are uh, chiming in. Same approach about the museum aspect. And I know when we... Rest in peace, former Mayor Tom Bradley. When we went to look at, you know, uh, some history about the slaves and what they were brought over in recognition of his achievements. And he was honoring him this some years back. And we went to look at the compartments and, and, and slave ships and everything. And it has a different impact when you go see it. So let's just say that they are not successful in pulling all these down. Then I just say, here's the hard, hard case of doing this. Either add the support or a condition of reflecting the lynchings and hangings and the killings in some form or fashion along with those particular uh, statues or whatever. Let them be symbiotic side by side. If you're going to get this up, a lot of people ain't going to want to see this. Well, wonderful but tell the you truth. said that. Because so show it so people can yeah. get impacted. No, because that's totally relevant. Because one of the points that's made is that there are monuments all over Mm -hmm. The victims of the Holocaust. Right. America has yet to even acknowledge, and certainly not to, not as far as we know. I think there was one or two things that some black folks had done. Any monuments to the black slaves, right? Or what they did. Where is the monuments to that? So that's, yeah, well, that's one of the things we still are. Yeah, waiting to see. Sorry again to other Facebook folks. We had a dropout. It's all part of that connection, so we redo it when we get there. It's one of those things that we do. Uh, I'm fixing some stuff right now. People are notifying me, big. So give me a second, and I'll fix it right now. It's good how we have to do things. Well, it's good. They they know the backup. You know what the backup plan is. Okay. 
Editorial. What happens when a 61-year-old black man experiences progress? Now, I wrote this because I was thinking about... Ooh. <laughs> tearing up shit. <laughs> That's what you were thinking about, man? <laughs> you were thinking about tearing up stuff. Okay. Oh, I, I feel you, man. You guys, I just knocked over. Anyway, because when you watch a lot of the videos... One of the themes that come from non-black folks repetitively is when will you black people just get over it? I understand. That's the recurring theme. I understand. Now, my answer to that is and has always been we get over it and move on. When you first acknowledge what occurred Right. And assign some responsibility that historically the figures right. in a way that we feel is honest and true to what we experience. Absolutely. Then when you do that, we move over it. So recognize when you say that to us, will you just get over it? If you haven't done the first two steps, it becomes an insult. Because what you're suggesting is that we forget about it. Now, so, so the answer for that, if, you, if your question is, when do we just forget about it? The answer is never. Never, ever, ever, never, ever. True. Now, and it's, we're not the only ones. True. You know, the Jews say never forget. Right. You know, so we're not, we're not going to forget either. And I suggest everybody else never forget because forgetting would make a nice way for it to repeat itself. I just want to see them add. I said, just survey the people who basically said, and someone says, just to get their responses. Well, how would you guys feel if we include the atrocities and the things that happen under this particular condition that you want to have the flag and the statues? And we include the information that was, of course, uh, a result of your philosophy with all those who are killed and that there were celebrations like barbecue for hanging people right okay i can i can go over and over in this and go state by state and show you that it was advertisements like it was a club exactly so show all that show all that and then i can go with you because i can go here's what happened here's the philosophy you sit and watch it with us economics if you want to call it that (laughs) call it whatever word you call it and then let's just go show exactly what happened and then you can say well it was economics it was about Robert E. Lee. It was about that. Just, just show them. And your whole philosophy changed. But see, when you don't have to see it and don't want to look at it, it's totally different. I would oh, love to have that. that w- that'll make you feel differently about oh, Colin yeah. Kaepernick. You watch, <laughs> right. you watch that. Right. And that's important for people because, again, so the, for that first part, when we just get over it, when you, one, acknowledge what occurred, and two, assign responsibility to those historical figures that you're trying to make heroes. Yep. And you don't want to do that. But we're closer to it now, which is part of the monuments coming down. Part of the monuments coming down is America, to a degree, acknowledging her ugly history. Right. Absolutely. Acknowledging it. Absolutely, man. And remember, I said part one, two, is acknowledge what occurred, and two, then I said assign historical responsibility. Right. Absolutely. And America does not want to do that. They don't want to call Robert E. Lee for what he was. See? They don't want to call him for that. So when do we get over it? We get over it when, one, 
it is acknowledged by the America in general the atrocities that occurred and two when they assign historical responsibility. Right. In doing that, we can look at it and then begin to move forward. Yeah. Now, that's important to understand because as a 61-year-old black man, when I watched the counter-protests in Boston, Vic, I teared up. <laughs> I, I tell people, say, why? Say, I know you I said, You guys, you don't know the America that I know. When I grew up, everybody Young. was Donald Trump, right, right. Vic? Yeah. Donald Trump, the way Donald Trump thinks and acts, that was the more liberal white folks. They just yeah. weren't interested in overtly killing you. Right. right. Okay? Right. All right? Well, you had a bunch that was interested in doing you harm. Right. On a daily basis. No offense. That was your America. It was racist. Yeah. Racist, overbearing, and you had to be prepared as a black man to deal with some kind of hostility from the community, the police, the infrastructure at all times. Mm-hmm. You had to be prepared. Yes. You did. So that's the America I grew up with. So, and I have not been back to Boston because in the late 70s I went there and then there had to fight off white boys on the street who acted like they wanted to intentionally bump into me, jostle right. me, because, yep. you know, on the street. They were trying to do stuff. I thought I was going to have to fight. Yep. yep. Boston was the most racist city I had ever experienced, ever. And I never went back. Yeah. And, and look, a lot of the... A lot of the media really references the strong history of racism in Boston. In Boston, they do, and it's it's a known fact. And they it's still not a, have it's a not whole a cultural. That's their right. thing. So the when forty thousand, so Vic, that's what I'm saying. Right. That's why forty. I was ready for some shit to go down. I was ready. Yeah, you. So were. when forty thousand white folks, and it's mixed, but. You, I got to put the credit here. This is a different generation. I want to say thank you. Because what you did with that 40,000 demonstration is you sat there and you shocked me. Because I had seen so many overt episodes of hatred toward my people. Right. That when I see efforts that can be at least interpreted as a favor, you know, being... To some degree, understanding your problems, your concerns, and acknowledging them. Right. I've never experienced that. That didn't exist. It would have been 40,000 the other way. Right. Back in the day, in the, in the 60s, okay? Maybe even the 70s. It would have right. been 40,000. Right. Just the other way. Well, you know, the difference I've always said to me, just my point of view, and not everybody else, because I'm not, you know, pro political and that whole thing. Older folks tend to be political. Younger folks tend to be activists. And I've always said there was a lot of activism going on. And there's a teaching lesson here, whether it was Vietnam, activism, whether it was civil rights, what have you, activism. The hardest thing to do is bring a change in mission and philosophy to somebody who's over a certain age. Now, look, it's all relative. I'm not saying that everybody who is older, but we all have parents, cousins and friends you ever have a conversation with close folks that's over a certain age? You start talking to them about something, and the first words they say, back in the day. And that's their place. That's their anchor because you're supposed to. to never you be need there. to move. Just get yourself around some activism, be. and you'll have a whole change. But most of us want to stay in what we call the sandbox cave of used to be. 
And it's appropriate that we go back and recognize. But don't sit there. You know, do and that's what I like about what happened with Boston, man. Well, it was a wonderful thing to have it occur. Yeah. I remind people too that as bad as it seems sometimes, that this is the way it feels when progress is being made. And and my age is why I know I was there. I was in LA's first busing group. Yeah. I've seen a different America, and that America is not the America that, that exists today. Right. And that you can celebrate. And as I told a good friend of mine, Alan, I said, Alan, you know, to be able to see that amount of progress in my lifetime in a lot of ways is very gratifying. Yes. You know, it doesn't mean that everything's over or that the struggles ended. No. Having an African American president didn't prove didn't do that and it proves that it doesn't happen in that way because look at what you're dealing with now. But look at the shift in the numbers. You can be proud. I tell people, don't be sad. Be glad that the majority of the people out there get it. The majority get it. Do you understand that that means the world, we get to move forward? We get to move forward because there's going to be more understanding. And once there's more understanding, and you have, like I said, assigned responsibility, Mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. When you've accepted the tragedy that this country has caused, When you acknowledge those things and assign historical responsibility, guess what? You will see all of us move forward. And you won't have to ask, will we just get over it? Because one day, we all will be over it. So let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Relative to South Africa, would you say they speeded ahead quite faster in accepting responsibility, the change, and then acknowledging it? Or they still have a ways to go? Because now the majority, of course, being you know Africans um, of color, that they're on their way of recognizing the hardships that were attributed to that particular power group and control. I don't know that, right. Dick. That would be All a right. good question to ask and to go see. I know that that example yep. is one of the best ones to go look at. Yes. Because in our modern time, that represents one of the most significant shifts yeah. in power in our time, so we can go see, because they had a very stratified society based yes, they on did. color. Yes, they from did. The very, from the blacks, as they call them, to the colored, yeah. to the white. So The majority. So That would be that. one to go look at, and I would, I would have to look at it and ask some folks from there. And it had nothing? Um, let me take that back. It wasn't relative to the majority population, African ears being, say, non-black. It was about power and control. So the number or the number of, of a particular group may or may not be relative. So if, say, somebody saying oh, in the United right, States, the say, well, we're, our numbers are going, I said, uh, look at the South Africa example. It had nothing to do with the well, raw and, numbers. Right. In this country, so, since you have the vote, theoretically, it makes it some... That's what I'm that's, saying. That's where we could talk about voting rights and all that. that I'm only saying it's relative to what they say. We, you don't understand. The, the voting power here lies with those who are in power and the numbers. What about the philosophy and the greater good for all people? Maybe we could do that irrespective of who the majority group is. Certainly things to move forward and think about because they're not going anywhere. Yeah. The moving forward at this stage is just to try to recognize the efforts that are going on. Right. And to take stock of those. I agree, man. 
All right, everybody. That's the good news. The bad news and the other shit. Yeah. Good news. Bad news. And the other. Okay. All free music. All the time. We'll be right back. Remember, here's some love shadow. Where do we go? Stay tuned for Marijuana for Devils, y'all.
Wow. Take a look. The eclipse. It gets my voice. <laughs> you know what, dude? Well, that's because. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that's because the next segment is our wonderful segment. Before we go to that, I wanted you to see well, the solar through. eclipse. It's moving beyond now. It's on the other side. Mm-mm-mm. Cough, cough. Somebody's going to ask you, can you tell us the name of that stuff that's making you choke? I am, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, it's time. Marijuana for dummies! Oh, All right, you guys, you know I get caught up. You know, when I when you watch those those music segments, you know you want to sneak a puff in. You know you want to sneak a puff in, and so I try to. But you know, first of all, I am a supporter of medical marijuana. I'm a proud supporter of medical marijuana. And also, we've been attempting to give you information. Uh, one of the things that Vic brought up that we're working on coming up is the, called the miseducation <laughs> of mm-hmm. marijuana. So we're going to be trying to give you segments that we're enlightening you with wonderful new uses of People marijuana. like me. Yeah. I need to know, man. Why do you need to know? <laughs> <laughs> you might have some guests. Hey, look. Hey, look. Well, you, have you ever heard of you need? Don't you have to get to know your neighbor? Okay, that's don't you same. hate? Don't you hate being you your twenty? You'll stand around. Well, there yeah, you go. See, well, there you go. Yeah, I'm just saying, man. So that, that's part. One of the things that's coming is the miseducation. I am a proud, like I said, embracer, endorser, and user of medical marijuana. Dick asked you what I purchased, what I'm smoking today. I'm actually normally I suggest having a sativa in the morning. Because it's less physical effects. Right. Some of you, if you have an indica in the morning, you're going back to bed. <laughs> I'm just saying. Don't get up, have an indica, and some breakfast. That's it. The morning shot. Okay. No. A sativa might be more appropriate because you can have the nice little nice okay. buzz, but you won't feel the physical impairment like you would even from having a glass of wine or something or beer early in the day. That's what I was about to ask you. I was about to ask you if you had to choose the one well, that will like make to you. I drink in the morning. Even okay. Well, t- no, that makes you ex- excel, excel uh, okay. in what you're doing. Well, it's way different effect. On right. a late weekend, I like a mimosa, champagne, and orange juice. All right. Okay, but in general, you, you know, you've been around me. I don't drink right. in the mornings. People do, though. Do, but people do. Yes. I always smoke. Marijuana in the morning with my coffee, and that's a wonderful thing because it achieves a certain mellowness, right? You know, and vibe. And again, usually a sativa, right? So I don't have all the physical effects, right? Now, again, but today I am smoking Canna Sutra OG, the coughing one. <laughs> it's the one that, that makes was you just cough. Me. That's you know, what, makes you know you what it is? I'm too lazy to roll a joint, even I have the cones. I'm just lazy. I use the pipe out of laziness, and I should. Uh, you know, roll it or... Why? Now, see, this is where the education part comes in. You said I oh, should. Oh, okay, okay. See? I told right. you. 
I told you. Uh, Miseducation. Why? Because once I think of it scientifically, right. then it's a whole different thing. Right. No, vaping is the best way to avoid the tars. See? Because you don't, to get the effect of the marijuana, vaping has to do with heating the marijuana with a machine. Right. To just high enough temperature that the THC right. vaporizes. Okay. But the, the weed never catches on fire. At the end of it, you have weed that's still there. It's a different color. Right. And it has, if you smoke it, it's nothing. All the THC has been evaporated out. So that, but it, but the problem with that, to me, is it doesn't have the smoking pleasure. I used to be a smoker. Gave us cigarettes in 07. Right. Haven't had one since, but I used to be a smoker. Okay. There's something to be said for the smoking experience of marijuana. Some right. people like the smoking experience. Right. And in some countries, they actually... Blend marijuana with tobacco. It's com- very common overseas in Europe. All right. So the smoking experience, sad to say, I know, Vic, some, that is a part of it. So when you roll a joint, right. it has the smoking experience that we lovers have learned to love. Right. Pipes are more harsh. Right. Bongs are really hitting you hard. A bong. I'm gonna say, I guess I should do a show on a different method of smoking because bongs are usually hard hitting. That's why some people like them, right? Because they're looking for what we call a rush, where you right. again strong weed hitting you hard and fast, right? You'll fall out of your chair. Got you. Makes <laughs> now, sense. Some people searching for that, right? A lot of us, as we get older, those people are smoking for other levels. They want mellow, mellower things out of it. I don't smoke to get like stone. Okay. And you're around me right. a lot, and you know how. No. I mean, no, you're like not like never, right? no, no, never. no, no. You don't. You're not like that. It's like certain people with alcohol. Some people know just how to drink yeah. and never go beyond. Well, you know, some people. That's another story. Yeah, I'm gonna leave that alone. But, <laughs> but you know, I just think. But the yeah, I, I don't get stoned or euphoric. No, no, I'm no. kind of even. I usually smoke weed and make a cup of coffee. Yeah, true. <laughs> That's true. And do work. Yeah. So a lot of people are smoking for that kind of a high. That was me too. I was smoking more for the mellow vibe, feeling that energy calm down because when I would be agitated about things, right, have nagging, mental, yeah, mental, especially like with some, say you have a bad, something like your boss, your coworker, and it's grinding on you, your loved one, right, they're pissing you off, right. <laughs> I'm not saying it. Weed is very good for that. Weed okay. is very good for those hostility levels. It just it's just like turning the pipe down. I got you. You know, like a gas stove, you just turn that flame down. Right. It just brings it down. So when people are pissing me off or things are frustrating me or pissing me off, right. the marijuana is particularly effective for that. For you. For you. And yeah. for a lot of people. Right. That's one of the effects. And also, it's not an anesthetic, but it can affect the way that you relate to pain. Hmm. So, in other words, it doesn't make my back feel better, but I don't mind it as much. <laughs> so far, it's all the pros outweigh well, yeah. everything. That's what you're saying. Okay. Well, for most of us, again, again, there's always the issue of smoking, but to me, that doesn't seem to be the issues that we were worried about. Right. So, you know, there again, the miseducation of marijuana. So, I wanted to stress, you know, those different ways. Okay. I'll do something later on the vaping because I have the whole vaping. I got the whole. I got the whole vaping apparatus right here. Right, right. I got a whole vape. You put the thing in there. I have to show you. So we'll be showing this. This is a digital. 
You know, I got to have the high-end one. Right. You could dial in the temperature that you were heating the weed to. Right. Different THC metabolites vaporize at different temperatures. So theoretically, even though I doubt the accuracy of some of that stuff, theoretically you could dial in a certain temperature and get more of that particular metabolite. Okay. Dial in a different temperature, get a different metabolite. Therefore, you're getting different types of THC that are vaporizing at different temperatures. And this is a digital readout, Vic. Okay. You know, so you can document. Point one, point two, yeah. 80, you can really see temperatures. So, right. The, and you say, Mario, Mario, why did you not? Why don't you have? I have two. I have another one. I have two. Why are you using this, Mario? Why? Because I missed the smoking experience. I'll admit it. I love the smoking experience. The taste of marijuana smoke. Right. The smell, the taste. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So that's part of the whole thing. Now, so when I use the vaporizers, which I think is easier on your lungs and stuff, and I just didn't, there's no data for that, I don't think. It doesn't right. appear to be. Right. We'll see. We'll see. Like I said, I'm not sure. We have okay. to check. Uh, but if you want the smoking experience, to me, the best weed smoking experience for me right. is a blunt. But I don't do those. Those are what the young folks do when they take a tobacco right. leaf and roll a joint. Right. And they have various versions of this that you can buy tobacco leaves or pre-roll stuff. I, like I said, I have the cone. I have every... I got to bring that out here. I got a little footlocker thing. I got every kind of marijuana wrap leaf thing right. you can name. Because okay. I've tried them all. The question is, what is the best smoking experience for you? To me, having a beautiful woman roll, a, roll me a blunt. It's the best experience. It, you know what? You know what? It's your sha- it's your it's champagne, right? Relative to alcohol, it's your oh, champagne, yes. isn't it? I yeah. love, that's All why right. I love those rap videos. Right. I, you know, even uh, I got you. you know some of those videos give me a beautiful woman. Okay, so now one last news today. So I just wanted to update you today a little bit on the different ways. But one last news item is that. We, and people have been worried about Attorney General Sessions, right? Because he's been making these veiled threats to come after marijuana. But I said it's too much money. Right. It's too much money, you guys. The money's trade is rolling on, medical, on marijuana. Right. It ain't going to stop. It's like alcohol and that. The money's rolling. Yeah. You know, everybody, police investing. I know some police want to invest in marijuana. <laughs> I ain't going to go there. Okay, now, but okay. But now, with all this talk of Attorney General Sessions, who needs to just shut up and be in the dark because they might forget he's there. Right. But anyway, he had, he had, you know, like I said, he had been sort of threatening. Well, it turns out that the Department of Justice had a subcommittee that was, whose task was, you know, was to look at marijuana and what, ta- what, what policies to implement. And now the panel came out with their recommendations and said, they don't recommend any new policy changes. <laughs> so nothing's changing. So what that means basically is whatever the attorney general was bluffing, la, 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 the committee just came out and said nothing is changing. 
So they won't be coming after anybody new in any kind of new way. They won't be instituting any new anti-marijuana measures. They basically are doing like what the other, what the Trump administration is doing in other things. Nothing. They're not doing anything. Let me ask you something. They didn't do anything leading up to this? Did he do anything before? He kept threatening, sort of. He was threatening. Before he became part of the Trump cabinet. What's his history as it relates to it? See, I always believe everybody goes like that. Marijuana, I'm not sure. I think he's a known opponent. Right. And if he is a known opponent, did you see any marches or... Okay, Mario, here's the Uh, task. I'm I'm going to challenge you on the miseducation. We're going to find the first march of anti-marijuana. And we're going to find if it belongs to the great state of Alabama. Uh, I know the marijuana. What time they're going to have a pro-marijuana march? No, no, no. They're too stoned. (laughs) Look, you know, sometimes, sometimes, that great state that you represent (laughs) tends tends to like to stay in the old days. Yeah. How old is Sessions, man? Plus what? <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. See, that's what I'm saying. Look, no disrespect or... Plus, these assholes probably smoke weed. <laughs> I'm just saying, dude. They probably in public. Oh, and hey. no weed. Go right home. And yeah, more than me. Business interest, man. Sometimes the market affects other markets. I'm not going to get into all the what-ifs. Market change. Well, everybody... That's marijuana for dummies! Oh. Loaded, 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 loaded. Type it in, and I'll send it to you. <laughs> All right. That's the way we do it. That's the way we do so often. All right, now, Pack Stereo, we try to bring you one of our favorite tracks. So, you know... Uh, who knows? I wasn't hey. prepared. Hey, look. You know, I got to give it to you. But I think once you start hitting the culture of those, the, the legal, the medical versus the culture of those who are, say, still selling the old way. And compare and find examples of who's who's ma- whose market is is still rising. Victor Allen's excited about marijuana news. <laughs> That's right. Be right back.
like the sound of body heat. Hemsley Foster Project. That's me. Watching that eclipse. Wow. Like it's just about done, then. Yeah, man. Body heat. You've been participating in live morning reality talk here at Pack Stereo TV. I'm Mario Hemsley here at Morning Coffee with Mario. My partner in crime, Victor Allen, over there working. Two sw- Vic, what's going Three. on with your community over there? Well, uh, I got what's up, Patina just joined. Hello, how are you doing? I, I got my um, I got my uh, Periscope people all tuning in. They actually a few people were sitting back saying, I, they said, LOL. I need some advice when we was talking about marijuana for dummies or the miseducation. Well, if some of your people had questions. Yeah, well, yeah, because see, part of this is, is that I said you, you, you got to sit back and give them something that they don't know opposite and some support of what they do. Well, thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Uh, we got Facebook up here. It's all, you already got them. I uh, got my big old live. That, they're always, that's my, one of my bigger communities. And then live.me is right here. So, you know, it's an eclipse day for a lot of people. But the sun's shining in L.A., so we can't show you too much from the L.A. perspective. It's done. And I got a cat near my foot. <laughs> That's my. <laughs> All right, we got to reset and get ready for part three, which is the Victor Allen's New New Sports. In segment number three, I have 60 seconds to, re- to do it. All right, everybody on Facebook, remember you're going to refresh the page because I'm going to be signing off. And then we're going to log in again. Here we go. Stop streaming. Here we go. I have 60 seconds to pull this off. Three, are you ready for some sports? Maybe. Oh, big travels to do sports, ladies and gentlemen. Written and directed by the ball-headed black man. A recurring segment of the Morning Corner View with Mario Show. That's right, Victor Allen's unique fan base view of sports. Rub his head and make a wish. Here's the man that the ladies have nicknamed Sexual Chocolate. Here he is, everybody. Here's it. Yeah. Big Allen! Yeah. Yeah. 
You got it, bro. You got it. Everything's flowing like a, like a river, man. Okay, now, let me ask you, dude. Honestly, have you been paying attention to uh, preseason football? I mean, really diving into it. No, no, because I've been halfway trying to deal with the whole boycott issue. You mean that maybe? I mean, the boycott. Well, what I should as, do. Right, 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 right. I get What should I do? You know, what should I should do personally? No, that's okay. Specifically, you know, because that impacts other people too. But, you know, and what we watch and what we cover. But that True. is it. Yeah, I mean, look, at this time right now, we're in between. And I'm not saying that baseball is not you know, the sport that a lot of people want to talk about because the nature of their machine doesn't allow you to have a lot of interpersonal social media connectivity to things out, off the baseball field. Hey, look, are you trying to say your, politi- your political connection now is a little bit more tuned in than your sports connection, which tells you the fabric of our politics right now, man? And if... if That's what's occurring, I guess. If Donald Trump had to represent a team in the NFL, which team would it be? Redskins. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. There you go. Hey, look, I'm going to keep it real because I can't fake anything, man. I can't fake. What I'm doing now is going over to beast mode because, you know, you know, he's not doing the tailpipe in the banana thing. He's actually sitting down. And what I like about what he has done. And remember, now, you guys going to throw dirt going and throw dirt. But I like what he's done. He basically sat down. And says, hey, look, this is for the people who are being abused. The same same relationship somewhere along the way where I said, are they going to get after Beast Mode the way they got after Kaepernick? No, no. And let me say this other thing, Mario. The more people that step out, wouldn't that constitute that there is a forgiveness from the NFL owners that, hey, you know, we can take Kaepernick in now because who are we going to point to? I mean, you can't just use him as the scapegoat when you got... Right, beast mode doing this. A different player, just as I don't give. You know, Absolutely, you could do whatever you want, I and don't. and respect it on the field. Right now, let me just say this. Let me just roll this up, dude, because I thought about this. Let's just replace the time, and pretend that the San Francisco 49ers and the Baltimore Ravens are in that Super Bowl when the Super Bowl happened last year, and he made that statement. Would that be a different connection because he's a deliverer of being able to take the team and lead them and now they respect him more because of what he's done on the field? Or is he a product of, you know, you've been doing kind of weak compared to where you were when you first got in the league and that's the penalty he's suffering by right now? Well, I think it's always harder when the player is one of the exceptional players who's performing at Like, no one said anything in the NBA about Curry. No. And then, you know... So, I think they ought to take the national anthem out of the events. Ooh, controversial, man. Yeah, I don't think they need to, I don't think they need to play that as part of the event. Yeah, it's not a real... I mean, you look... You have to have a Pledge of Allegiance and all that event. So right. You don't, have, you don't need to do that at all those events. And that's not being... And remember, my part of my issue with patriotism is that, that patriotism leads to the kind of philosophies of hate. Absolutely. And intolerance that led to Nazi Germany. Right. You gotta be careful about too much patriot pledge your hey, I say I'm a citizen of the universe, I pledge my allegiance to God. Then you don't need to worry about right. all the other stuff. So I'm with I'm kinda with you on this. Um but it does make a difference 
Where that's why I said the Raiders. Remember, I'm the one who said the Raiders should sign Kaepernick. Well, everybody across the board because it was a fit, and it's his hometown. That that's his town. All his contributions, his donations, giving back to the community. It's a perfect fit, and you got a offensive line that's wreaking havoc. So it's best for him, especially so he doesn't have to go through all that punishment. Um, okay, let me let me say this. Um, so the so what we're saying is. Kaepernick was better on the field, his voice would be stronger. It's easier to if dismiss a, a, mar- a player that you see as more marginal in your philosophy, and that's what it comes down to me, bottom line. Right. If he was someone bigger and more important, you might take the risk. Right. Because you had to because he was that kind of player. That's why it makes a difference who does it. Right. So here's the message that's going out, which I'm not saying people should do it. Imagine you're a lesser known player, but you wholeheartedly believe in so much the freedoms. Because when you get off the field, see, part of the sports thing is no matter what you do on the field, once you get off the field, you're done with real life. Yeah. Yeah, So when you're done with real life and somebody says, well, you know what, you're second string. You know, you're not the leader in in, in QB running back, tight end yards, yak yards, the whole thing. Your voice is not going to be. If you keep touting that and telling them what you're telling is all these players. Don't say anything. You do it on the field first. Because the football game is much bigger than the message that deals with our history and moving forward. Now, it's an individual choice. And that's a legitimate argument to me, and I just feel it's such a personal decision, Vic. In other words, I'm saying if I'm on a team and you want to sit and you want to stand, Right. I don't feel like in either case it's my job to tell you what to do. I, let me give I, you, I agree. I agree. It's too difficult a choice. That's the kind of thing that needs to be personal. Right. Do, when I was coming up, I always stood because I told myself I'm gonna stand for everybody's anthem. Right. Or in a church would they ask you? Cause I put it in the same category. A church would they ask you to stand for this? I just said I'm standing, but I wasn't doing any crossing my pledge of allegiance. I just would stand. Watch this. I bet you you did what I did. But that was back in those days. And believe me, that was sort of a statement even in those days. But today this is different. When you was in church and you would stand and they would have those certain hymns that you didn't know the words to, did you move your mouth like you knew what you were talking about? (laughs) I did. did. I'm telling the truth. I would just sit back and go like this. I was just so tired of being told to stand. I was at church so later. Stand, sit, stand. I was like, Lord, you know what? See, this is where you start saying. You said, Lord. Well, I was. He understands. I told him I'm not going to be standing. Wait a minute, you said, Lord. He understood. I wasn't on that persuasion. Wait, wait it wasn't my religion. He came into church and said, Lord. I was talking to myself, but that's what we talked. Okay, wait a minute. But it wasn't my religion. All right, let me give you. A, let me give you an example. It shows a lot of people's age. If you haven't grown up with this, you know, there was a time that a lot of kids used to have to stand up in elementary school, maybe even junior high and go my country tis of the sweet land of liberty yeah, we used to do that. had to, required to do it. I was so why? It. So why has it been discontinued? I used to like singing stuff back then. Though. <laughs> Wait. It was bad. Wait a I was a kid. so I would Wait. like to sing it once. Oh, Wait a minute. All the songs. Right. Wait. Oh, Battle Hymn of the Republic. They had you doing all that stuff. I would Remember love, that? I would, yeah, I would just love for somebody to go, you know, we did. Because, you know, when you're younger, we you, you used to sit there and go, my country, tis, my and then they stopped. Right. Yeah. And no. Why did it stop? 
I don't know why I stopped. And we nobody cared. Up, we stopped, Well, heading into the civil rights movement, protests began. Right. And the era of protests began for the Vietnam War. Right. For a lot of things. So we entered an era of protests. In general, before that, right. you had to really be pushed to protest. People didn't protest. But you had to really be kicking their ass for them to come out and protest. Right. We entered an era. Right. Of protests, and now you have more activism amongst your citizenry because they do look to protest. That's historic. Right. If you had to go back, and I'm gonna move on here too, and I'm gonna show you some examples of other people because the 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 I got your back standing for the message and the mission that I understand is starting to galvanize a few folks, and so you see it's happening. The last protest, significant protest, that dealt was not necessarily color barriers. Would that be Vietnam? The Vietnam War? Would that be the last significant? Not, I'm not talking about black and, well, and the Well, it depends on what you would say. Because it was about a thematic, well, it was about a war. Say, I do what you call a protest, because the Million Man March, I guess, was not a protest. No. Per se, it was, it was a gathering of right. a Right, it was about the black father. So, protests, like, yeah. before Trump, protests, the biggest things would have been the protests of the economic protests of like when the yeah the Wall G- Street and all G6, that G six right those yeah. economic protests right those were the ones and of course the conventions okay see I'm that's what I'm saying it's all relative but, when right, you see right. it you've had it for every you've had, you had it, it for, for the every, conventions right but you had really the the story of the day was to be the citizen protests right. That related to economics, started Occupy Wall Street, just started off right. all the way into Black Lives Matter. Right, so that's you where your social media. That's what I'm saying. Which, which there. I keep telling everybody, the best thing that you could ever do is, 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 you know, pull the curtains from behind all those who actually execute power, and then learn about their philosophies and their stance, really, and how they feel versus what they kind of do every four years to do those wonderful speeches that tend to be generic and non-specific. To go on. There is the barrier that's being crossed now where teammates, and you're going to see this right offhand, where the Eagles, Chris Long to Malcolm Jenkins, he didn't say this, but this is the message I got. I got your back. During the Philadelphia Eagles 20-16 to victory versus the Buffalo Bills game over this weekend, basically putting his hand on his shoulder, Chris Long, uh, during the national anthem of Thursday's preseason game between the Eagles and Bills, basically was saying, hey, I got Malcolm's back. He raised a fist uh, as Malcolm raised a fist in the air. The Eagle safety has already said he will continue to raise his fist during the national anthem for this entire season, as he did for the majority of last year. We need the stories. And if anybody sits there and says, oh, now you're going to put a make it more focused because as somebody who's not of color, I said, excuse me. Whatever message moves and galvanizes a people should be something that's universal. And it's just have to be a statement maker. Which this is one of them, and if you even go down the uh, move up the page, there is a another one where Seahawks Michael Bennett, outspoken but he's very focused, is getting uh, what they call the support from center Justin Britt. That's during the uh, game over the uh, Minnesota Vikings, which they won twenty to thirteen. So. They need to take the anthem out. Just you just see what I'm saying. Look, they just need to take it I'm, out. I'm you saying, it's, it's an old tradition. Yes, you don't right. need to have a pledge of allegiance at every sports event. And first, I, some of us disagree with. I don't think you should pledge allegiance as. You have to be careful about pledging allegiances because then you end up supporting things that are bad. 
Wait, wait a minute now. You can't support. Wait a That's minute. like giving you a blank check, and I don't think you give that to your children. Wait, hey, look, you you don't. Things do grow old. You know, things do. I, I remember. Okay, I'm showing my age again. Okay, and obviously, I have not been in the military. So, all respect to those who have served and are currently protecting our rights uh, and the democratic system. So, I do not ever make fun of what they do because they're putting their lives on the line. But I remember in uh, junior high school, they used to have the trumpet, and I forgot the name of the actual, you know, uh, let me do a poor man's imitation, poor man's kind of imitation of what they would do. Everybody would stop. We would all be out walking during nutrition or whatever, transition to your class, and all of a sudden you heard, you would literally stop. And I would just look at everybody and go, this is what they do. We just stop. You wait till that song's over. I understand it. I understood it better afterwards and what it meant. All respect. But a lot of times we are indoctrinating people, especially at young ages, who may not have well, any idea what they're doing. Well, right. And just saying, I have to do this. And that gets you and in the trouble. times are historic. Right. They did it in Nazi Germany with the youth. Do we want to do that again? I, I'm, I question I, all of this. Okay. That's why I say no. The, the historic examples are there, and I think they, all of them should make you be more cautious. Yeah. I think they should take the anthem out, and then you don't have this as part of the sporting mm-hmm. event. Yeah, I mean, Very look, simple. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's hard when you all of a sudden They're gonna say, go, everybody you gonna have move, to. Ah, right. Because you don't have to have the anthem as part of a... Right. Now, when something comes up special, like on the 4th of July or something, right. Right. or somebody dies and you want to honor them, right. then you can have the... It should be treated like a prayer. Right. You take prayers out of those things. It should be taken out. Just right. Like with, and it's not saying anything negative about no. your patriotism. It's like no. a prayer. Why don't they, we have prayers openly because it causes a bunch of issue with people of different denominations. So treat it like that. There we go. So there you go. You, you're seeing now that there's a brotherhood right now because, because of Charlottesville. The wake-up call hit a lot of folks. And if anybody goes after the athletes to say that's a bigger message to attach them the responsibility of what they have to do with the flag... I said, now you compare it to Charlottesville and go, look at what these people did as their demonstration that had nothing to do with sports. Now, time to shift. I had to do that because it was important because when you have preseason, the message, this is probably the most popular preseason in NFL football because it is about people taking stances. Well, this is a different uh, subject. It deals with an opinion from the Clippers' Blake Griffin. And what he thinks is own opinion with no information about the idea that LeBron James will probably, in his mind, because he thinks something's brewing in the mist in New York versus coming to the Lakers or the Clippers. The first thing that got me is how big Blake Griffin is when I looked at this picture. I know LeBron is big because they always say, man, he's a big guy. Way, way, way bigger than I (laughs) Right. So, now, for whatever reason, I saw a lot of the, uh, a few of the shows today, and and I'm not going to even tell you what shows they are. He just gave his opinion, and immediately the, certain folks, I won't even get into, want to attack. Well, if you did something better, LeBron will come to you. We're just listening to the opinion of what he thinks, not relative to where he's going. Because if you use that as the Clippers relationship, if you guys did better, if you got past the first round, I said, so when LeBron <laughs> left Cleveland, 
and they weren't even in the playoffs, he came back. Use the same analogy, and they didn't. Here's my question, though. Name an organization that's gone to the uh, excuse me NBA championship that had terrible leadership at the top, and they were over, over overcame that to win the NBA championship. When you say the Spurs, great leadership. Go to State Warriors, I don't know great. That. Why would LeBron go to New York? He would. Would he go to New York because James Dolan? Might have to be better than Cleveland. <laughs> right. He's so. got a better deal in Cleveland, and it's, and it's his home. Right. Now, if you, New not, York has, it has the attraction of New York City. Right. Which, depending upon where you are raised. Right. To me, New York City doesn't exactly. have an attraction over L.A. Well, you, you, but if you're raised in different places, maybe to you, right. you prefer New York over L.A. Like maybe Carmelo. Right. He may prefer, prefer New York over L.A. because he grew up. See what I'm saying? Right. But most, you and I, you're not going to go to me. You're not going to go to New York and go, Is it, oh, I want to be here. Wait, you're wait. not going to go there because you grew up in Do, L.A. So if, if, you're in the, if I'm in this position, am I judging the players on the floor or am I judging the leadership above who will get me there first? Where do I go first? Well, I think the le- that's when you looked at the leadership to right. me because your reasons that's for going there, you, you can say go to L because they're both huge markets, L.A. and New York. Yep. So and neither one has a super team, the Lakers or the Knicks. Right. Okay, so one can make the argument. Now you have to talk about which organization. You want to be under Magic Johnson or you want to be under? Jerry West. Clippers. Okay, Jerry West, excuse me. Steve Ballmer, owner. Right. So let me just say this. Let me say this. Okay. Okay. No, no. Let me just say this. New York is being attached as if it's like the Dallas Cowboys. This is the place that you're supposed to be. It, is it? Is it considered Let's America's say team? Being overvalued right. teams because Kyrie Irving yeah, named them. Who else named them? Well, no. I'm just saying the whole philosophy of New York is make it here, at Madison, Madison Square Garden. Maybe they go crazy the about culture the culture, about. right? Well, that's what I was but saying. Wouldn't, with it. Right? Wouldn't they go crazy because they go like, "We'll take anything that we can win on" because we haven't won since the seventies. <laughs> Even though they don't look at it like that, I'm an In NBA words, type. They have a more not of a the culture, 90s. basketball culture there right. than we have here in LA. Absolutely. Even though they've been losing, right? So, so a, I mean, if you if you're an East Coast person, right, you may value that. I just think for you and I, right, we wouldn't value it enough to leave LA. Like, to, it won't mean the same to us. Oh no, if I you understand that. Came up that. in Boston, or if you came up in New York, right, you might your all end all might be to play at the Garden. So playing at the Garden would trump. Ooh, did I say that word? Ooh. Trump going. Where's my best market and greater success? It might for like Carmelo. Obviously, obviously, remember Kyrie Irving named the places he, at least for what they're publishing, right? That he where he would want, and he Mm. included the Knicks. And I thought that was incredible. I was like, why? I think what to me what they're doing is saying this. I'm the one that's going to make the change. I think but everybody, he was only right, right, the right. And I'm saying I think people go in there. I think LeBron can turn around and go. I'll come and do it at the Knicks that nobody's been able to do since Pat no. Riley was there. No. Versus versus this, rank the teams from top from the best opportunity to get there and win an NBA championship the fastest between the Clippers, Lakers, and Knicks. One, two, three. Who's your number one? Who's your number two? Who's your number two? Lakers and Knicks. Yeah. Clippers. Number one? Yeah. Number two? 
Lakers. See y'all? I try to tell you New York. I don't know. They don't have a good, you know, I see the Lakers right. making already improvements. They look different. Things are better. Right. Attitude is different. That's right. That's important. Right. Clippers, to me, it's still more of a precision thing with them, with the money and who they can get. Well, yeah. And all that. That's why. They don't have a brand yet. Yeah, it's different on that level. But right. But let's just say they're up around that. Right. I mean, they if may you, not be a finalist, but they're up around. Yeah, look, you know, I would, I would want the Lakers to. Yeah, I mean, I know I'm not even envisioning the that Lakers LeBron should be respectable this oh, year, yeah. right? We well, all expect well, that, right? I'm not expecting anything to turn over quickly with them. I'm just now knowing that their leadership is consistent. When you have the uh, a faction in there and it's going against, you can't focus. And now that they have that consistency, they're going to need time. And because they got the money. I'm not looking at it as a LeBron thing. I'm looking at it as that I'm willing to take, be patient about what, like what Boston did. I can give them a couple few years. And I have no problem. I'm just making sure that the leadership doesn't get in the way yeah, as New York has done. Well, that's where you have that. Yeah. For, and the Lakers, the Clippers look solid. Right. Then the Lakers are, to me, a step down. Right. But that's a debate for everybody to have. To be seen. How does it put it like that? It definitely needs to be seen right. what happens now for the Lakers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.